Nation, this is Carlos Reyes, and welcome back to the realest podcast in the game where we bring you the cream of the crop. Ooh, That's right, yes. the top 1% in the world, and we dig deep to see what makes them tick. Today's guest, yeah. one of my personal friends, one of my brothers, he is a marketing expert. So uh -oh. for those of you business owners out there and entrepreneurs, you definitely want to tune in for this one. Uh, this man has worked with some world-class organizations like Nike, Starbucks, and Cardone Ventures, just to name a few. The one, the only, the legend himself, Mr. Buckwise. Welcome to the wow, show, my brother. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Today should it. be fun, man. This, this is, should be what an honor. smooth sailing, bro. What an so. honor. Can I tell you what I love just before we kick into me or my background or marketing yeah. or whatever you want to cover it's your podcast but can i just say when i was driving over here to the studio how excited i was to be on the podcast every conversation i have with you whether we're having breakfast or we're just catching up on the phone it's real it's always real but my favorite thing about you and 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 when i get you on my podcast i'll probably interview you on this is and you don't hear this a lot as a compliment but your security in yourself mm. it's unbelievable thank you brother. i've noticed um you don't have a lot of insecurity mm -hmm. and and i and, and the way that i see that is your openness for everyone that and, means a lot to me yeah like your ability to be like hey w what's your story what's your story what's yeah. your story you know yeah and so i so i always respect that about you thank you uh makes me a little emotional actually um thank you brother that's actually one of the best compliments that i've ever received and the reason why it makes me a little emotional is because uh i had a lot of uh subconscious not even conscious subconscious insecurities growing up mm -hmm. you know what i mean just mm -hmm. because of where i come from you know things like that i always i always forced confidence mm -hmm. like i always like everybody does you know what i mean like, we all do yeah we all do. I was so insecure because, you know, I was broke. I had no father. Yeah. At, you know, at some you had point, to fake it till you make it. You know, and, and yeah. it wasn't. It was like, but so it was like the subconscious side of me was yeah. like, you ain't shit. Yeah. But the conscious side of me was like, hey, I know what I'm gonna do. I know what I'm gonna be. I know what I want in life. You're I know what I gotta that. do so that the con so I always had to like battle on two different fronts. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And. It came together for me uh, now as an adult, by the way, you know, I wasn't always like so mm -hmm. secured and confident the way I am now. But what happened was I started to, and this is Danny actually said this uh, a, a few months ago. I started to really address every department in my life. Mm -hmm. You know, you're deep. If, if you don't know Carlos, he's deep. He's a real deep man. Thank you, brother. You know, thank you. Thank but, you. Yeah. Thank seriously. you, bro. I really had that. I think that's what did it for me, man. Yeah. You know, well, you work on it. Yeah, I worked on if everything. If you don't work on it, you can't have it. And and I I really do. You know, I can sit here and tell you no know, the camera and the audience and the listeners. I really do live in my truth, like yeah. every day. You know, I don't lie. I don't cheat. What I don't steal. I'm not unethical. Get. This is yeah. this is it. That's it. This is it. And that's why I love Carlos. That's all you, I wanted man. to say. Thank I didn't you. want to get sappy or emotional in the first few minutes. Yeah, yeah. My eyes were already starting to water, man. So, and that hasn't happened on the podcast in God knows how long, right? Yeah. So, that mean that that means like my heart felt that, man. So, thank you, bro. Thank you for that. That's the best. That's the biggest compliment I received in years. Well, people are looking up for you. You know, for that. Thank you, bro. And so I want to make sure you. Thank know. you, my brother. Definitely. With that being said, man, um, you know, before we get into any type of deep stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. Let's give our viewers, viewers and listeners, 
just a, a background of your professional career. Sure. Yeah, it's, let's, it's let's a, go into that. It's backwards and eclectic is how I always talk about my career because I have made transitions. I think that's probably one of the biggest questions I get when I help mentor somebody young who wants to get into marketing is they're like, how did you go from broadcast to digital to agency, from agency to brand? You've brand? been everywhere. Yeah, like I've, I've made moves. You know, the joke was I, I stuck my foot in every crack of a door that I found and I jammed it open as hard as I could. Mm-hmm. Um, solving problems was the big thing. Like I would jump into something and just try to solve problems. I was 17 years old. I was in Lakeland, Florida, and the hottest radio station in Central Florida was 93.3 FLZ. And I called every radio station in town saying, hey, do you need an internship? I'm 17. I'm barely out of high school. Do you need an internship? You know, what can I do for you? Is there anything? Can I clean the studio? Is there? And I called every station except 93.3 FLZ because that's a big station with all the personalities. It's number one. Arbitron rated number one back when there was Arbitron rated number one. And so I was like, I'm not going to call the station. Three days went by and I called the station. I was like, forget it. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to call that station. And a guy named Todd picked up and he goes, can you wash a van? I said, absolutely. He goes, can you be here today? Absolutely. And that started my career in broadcast. Can you wash a, a van? van? He's like, I got like three the, like stations. Like the radio van? The radio maybe? station okay. vans. Yeah. He's like, I got three vans. Can you wash it? Can you be here today? And I drove to Tampa, Florida, Market 20 at that time, Market 22. Man. Nice middle-sized market. Yeah. I slept on the couches of the radio station because I didn't want to. I was an hour away. 17 years old. 17 years old. And I, I, I stayed in that radio station. They could not kick me out of the radio station until the day the program director said, hey, you want to go on a mic at 2 a.m. this morning? I couldn't get my own mom to stay up and listen to my radio show. But I was like, absolutely. And that's where I learned creativity. That's where I, I learned the ability to create content, make connections with audiences, drive an emotion and have that emotion drive to a call to action. And so it, it, it's the fun part when you talk about marketing. Everybody always says, oh, I love marketing. I made a t-shirt. Look, it's closing day for real estate. Hashtag I love closing, that. Right? Like this is the fun part of marketing. It's the creative side of marketing. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until later in my career. I was syndicated to 82 markets through iHeartRadio. Back then, there were clear channels. Were you were you on the mic at this point? I was, yeah. Went for, so you went to, yeah. I was going to say, did you, I, did listen, you go from like long, intern can, to DJ? Like, how did what oh, happened? Yeah, intern to producer, traffic producer. I was the helicopter weatherman. Uh, never did weather, but the guy in the helicopter, somebody had to record it on a on an eight track. Yeah, you know, somebody had to record the traffic and then distribute it to all the radio stations. They don't do it like that anymore. You know, yeah. obviously they don't need helicopters. Yeah anymore but you know that was like my first job my first job i made uh seventeen thousand nine hundred ninety seven dollars my annual salary seventeen thousand dollars it was almost 18k and i was a producer then i was a syndication producer then i started working for a tv station as a field producer fox tv fox 12 in tampa florida Mm. so i was getting my feet wet in media broadcast journalism all those things um but it was it was creativity so i i was 19 years old i moved to las vegas that was my first real show I did a real radio show. It was a night show. Rick D's in the morning. I was on at night. Those of you, if you're West Coast. You sounds know, familiar. You remember Rick yeah. D's. He, yeah, you know, Rick familiar. D's Weekly Top 40. It yeah. was Casey Kasem's Weekly Top 40 yeah. and the Rick D's Weekly. Those were the two competing Top 40 weekend countdowns. Okay. You know, coming up. Millions another, of listeners. Yeah, millions of listeners. So um, eventually, I'll give you the short version because I really want to get in. By the way, who picks the Top 40 in a radio station? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, it's, it's, is it Rick D or is it the audience? Is it a poll? Like, no, they always I've say always it wondered. was the audience. The audience never selected the music. Dude, people were, I mean, if you know the story of radio, which is fascinating and, and God bless radio, you mm. know, I mean. Is it still kicking? No. Okay. It's, it's gone. It's and, out. And, and it's, a, and let me just say, it's a love of mine. 
So I, I, I don't want to crap talk it, but yeah. like it, it's, it's a dying breed. It is. A would, would you believe breed. me if I told you that radio yeah. is still a huge platform in Mexico for Mexican people? A hundred percent agree. And, and, Crazy, and right? I understand that. But in a, an economy like the U.S., where young, talented individuals mm-hmm. can control the narrative on their own on yeah. YouTube, yeah. CBS yeah. Radio, all these, yeah. these they're they're not gonna they're not gonna t- dictate what these kids can yeah. do, and, and they they don't pay them anymore. Um, digital digital beat radio, mm-hmm. you know, it's like TV killed the radio star, digital killed everybody. Mm-hmm. Like digital came TV uh, slowly. Uh, you see the pie chart every year. Yeah, what is it? A uh, uh, satellite. I mean, and, yeah. you know, the streaming services like yeah. Hulu and um, uh, Netflix and yeah. Amazon Prime. I mean, yeah. Jesus, they're right? taking over. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you see traditional radio, television broadcast. There's a pie chart. Mindshare Media is the largest media company in the world. Mm-hmm. They Mindshare Media. When Facebook runs ads on Facebook for themselves, yeah. Mindshare is the person doing that. Wow. Like the Facebook doesn't run their own ads. Mindshare yeah. does. So Mindshare has all the data, mm-hmm. and their data shows every year. That pie chart mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. eats up traditional. It's just digital, digital, digital. And now with COVID, oh now, god, now people are forced into a yep. digital ecosystem. So um, there's there's still some great ways to leverage TV and radio. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say, and it should be cheaper. It can be, should be. It's community driven. What yeah. what what they haven't been able to do in digital is really nurture a community for sure. You know, and yeah. that's and so communities are great. Sports and talk cannot be beat on local TV and radio. That's crazy. That's it. Sports yeah. and talk. Yeah. Music, forget it. Yeah. Pandora, yeah. YouTube music, they killed radio. Absolutely. You know, yeah, wait, I don't have to wait for my favorite Stem song? Stem player? Did you see Kanye West's yeah. thing? Holy yeah. smokes, man. Donda 2. Uh, wow. I was just watching a little uh, clip upstairs yeah, when I, I got it in. Yeah. And uh, I haven't I haven't watched it, but um, I love what he's doing, man. I love what he's. I know a lot of people think he's crazy, and we'll talk about that, he right? Might be, Let, but you know what? <laughs> Who's not? Every creator <laughs> is, crazy. is crazy in their own way. Hundred percent. You're you not know? good if you're and, not. And, and we'll we'll talk more about that, right? Uh, even as entrepreneurs, yeah. You know, when my family thought I was crazy, you yeah. know, yeah. Hey, I'm gonna go and try to become a real estate investor with no money, no license, no credit. They're yeah. like, ha. No doubt. You're crazy. So well, one of my mentors and who I obviously just recently worked for, Grant Cardone, says, "If people don't think you're crazy, you're not doing something right." There you go. You know, so like, if my family starts thinking what we're doing is normal, I got to do something different. Yeah, you know, because you know, it's the norm to them is you know nine to five. Yeah. And, you know, live live uh, uh, retire at sixty, sixty five, and then barely yeah. survive by then. Yeah. And right, enjoy your life when you're sixty. That's you right. see what I'm right? Well, safety and comfort. <laughs> you know. What I mean, all those like what at sixty? Come on, man. No way. So I, see, this is why I can't wait. Back to your professional background. I can speed it up. Let me go really fast. So radio, radio, TV. Mm-hmm. Moved to LA. Mm-hmm. I was I was doing a radio show with Ryan Seacrest. This was before Idol. Nobody knew, really knew who he was other yeah. than local. Yeah. And and so I was still learning the craft of content. Mm-hmm. I was still learning the ability to connect with individuals <laughs> to tell a story. And that's really the end of any marketing strategy. The creative is the very last piece you put in place. And so I I eventually found myself building my own digital agency when traditional and digital got into a battle, when MySpace, the Facebook, when you had to have a college email. The Facebook, I remember that. You had to have a college email. Yeah. So these platforms emerge and TV and radio was like, 
you cannot talk about this on on air because mm-hmm. it's competitive. They're going to steal ad dollars from mm-hmm. us, which they still do today. Yeah. And and what I did is I learned to leverage traditional and digital together, mm-hmm. so that you could take you know because think about it in a radio station you use how do you talk to callers? You use a phone. Yeah. Right. You have a phone. Yeah, old pull, school phone too. Old, not old even a cell phone. phone. No, yeah. you, you pull up you pull up the phones and mm-hmm. you talk to callers. Mm-hmm. It was a communication device. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't I use? Instagram DMs. Why wouldn't I use Facebook chat? Why wouldn't I use comments from YouTube? It's a communication device. So like in the beginning, traditional media was really scared of it. And so I built an agency around leveraging those things. I started working with the Detroit Tigers, North American International Auto Show, Valvoline Oil, Imagine Theater Brands. Like I, so I was building this agency. But what I was really learning was how to build a business. Mm-hmm. And like that year, that first year, I don't think I made money. Yeah. You know, I was like, I had five employees. I hired my first person, fired my first person. But it was in that agency I learned strategy. Absolutely. And so you got to have strategy to inform the creative. Mm-hmm. Then I moved. I knew I knew I needed to do more. I knew I needed something bigger. So I'll fast forward really quickly. Sold my agency. Great experience. But I knew I wanted to work with the best brands in the world. Mm-hmm. So I fought my way in to getting through the door at Nike. So I went to Nike as a strategist on the Nike running team. Okay. And I started wiggling my way through the agency. What year was this? This was seven years ago. Okay. You know, what was this? 2000. Uh, 15. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. 2015. Before that, 14. Okay. 13, 14. Got it. So I was a strategist on Nike running and then they quickly moved me into Starbucks and Google and a lot of other big brand accounts. Mm -hmm. And it was in this space that I really learned data and the importance of data. Yep. Right. And so then I was like, man, it's if, everything. If my strategy back years ago had with the no data, data. Yeah. with no data, yeah. imagine yeah. what it would be today. And so then I realized my entire <laughs> career is just freaking backwards. Data informs strategy, strategy informs the creative. Mm. And too many times business owners are like, but I got a cool t shirt. I'm like, what's the strategy and where'd you get the data to inform? You that, know, it the, works. that it works. Yeah. That what you're doing is conversion. Work. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's it. Impressions is one thing. Conversion is a whole different animal. That's it. You know, yeah. and that's why I can't wait to get into the marketing aspect because I too love marketing, as you can see. I, I mean, do. and you're good at it too. I, and you know what? Thank you. Uh, that coming from you, that's that's well, quite you're a compliment. Authentic, and that's the thank first. you. You can't you can't learn that. I think there's two things when it comes to me because I am not. I don't want to say I'm not a marketer, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But there's because uh, I'm a human being, I'm a businessman. You know, I'm not a marketer. I'm, you know, I'm. I don't have. I probably. If if uh, it, it, there's an old uh, there's an old saying. I think it was John Wooden, the uh, the old coach for UCLA, mm-hmm. right? He took a basketball, right, and he he shows it to his player, and he goes, "You see that? Yeah. This is what I know about basketball." Yeah. And then he goes, he has a, a little sharpie. And he puts a little dot on the basketball. Yeah. He goes, that's what you know about basketball. <laughs> yeah. So I would be the dot. You would be the basketball I when it comes know. to marketing. Okay. That, so what I'm saying is this. Um, two things that that you can expect from me is one, yes, I'm very, I'm genuine. I'm, I'm, I'm me. I'm, I'm me. I'm not, I'm not Tony Robbins. I'm not mm-hmm. Grant Cardone. I'm me. I am yeah. my life, my experiences, right? Yep. But two, I have a lot of conviction you know, everything that I say or everything, my message, I believe in my message. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You do, yeah. So those are the two things that I, I really drive is like, I'm genuine. Mm-hmm. What you see is what you get. Mm-hmm. No, you know, no behind the curtain type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then two is I am convicted to my message. Well, you can't teach that. Thank so you. I no, do. So, sure. okay, pretend I'm the basketball, right? Yeah, you are. All the basketball, I'm the dot. All the basketball in the world 
mm -hmm. can't help the dot if the dot doesn't have the natural ability to be convi have conviction and authenticity in themselves. Damn. And so there is there is a lot of strategy and data. Yeah. They just can't create success for some people. For sure. Because their purpose is wrong. Yeah. Because, and, and, and here's the, this is like, if you're taking notes, because I know anyone listening to your podcast, mm -hmm. they're always getting takeaways. Take this note down. Remember this, that every single marketing strategy that you put together, every single data point that you start tracking, remember that in the end, none of it matters if you don't have conviction in yourself and you aren't driving towards a purpose because the average consumer is smart. Say it out loud if you're in your car, if you're traveling, you're in an airport. The average consumer is smart. Too many times marketers underestimate the wit of the consumer. For sure. And, and that's the problem is that we just think, oh, this call to action is going to bang. Oh, this conversion is going to. And it's like, you know, you got to remember something like. We're all growing up in the same age. Mm -hmm. and we're all getting inundated at light speed. People are getting smarter. Everyone's getting smarter. Mm -hmm. So, like these little conversion tricks that worked, you know, two weeks ago, mm -hmm. don't work this mm -hmm. week because every the the mass public has caught on to it. Yeah. So you can't fake you can't fake the truth and the and the authenticity of what what you're delivering. I believe that's a lot of your success. For sure. Thank yeah. you. I uh, I agree, man, and um, I feel like. There's a lack of that in the uh, public platform. Mm -hmm. There's a lack. I feel like everybody out there these days, right? They've they haven't they haven't grind their not not grinded uh, cut their teeth. Yeah, they want they want they haven't cut track. their teeth. And I wanted that at one point. Yeah. So watch this. Uh, let's go. Let's just take my Instagram for example. Okay. I've been very open about this. Yeah. Back in 2019, uh, the first time someone ever I ever heard of a uh, giveaway campaign, mm -hmm. Jake Paul. Mm -hmm. Jake Paul, hey man, uh, Jake Paul's guy reached out to me. Yeah. Hey Carlos, we're doing a giveaway campaign. Yeah. You're gonna gain around 200,000 followers from Jake Paul. How much? $30,000. Yeah. Okay, I regret it by the way. Yeah. Watch this, okay. <laughs> You got to uh, go through it. Though. Ready? Ready? Yeah, 2019. Here we go again. All right. Yeah. 200. I remember. I'm like, well, because back then the algorithm on Instagram wasn't what it is today. Today, True. it's smarter, it right? Smarter, back yeah. then, it's like, oh, there's a bunch of followers there. It, it was chronological. The algorithm's like, right? The algorithm's <laughs> yeah. like, there's a lot of followers that are coming to this guy. I'm yeah. going, we're going to push this guy because yeah. it's yeah. the right thing to do or whatever. Yeah, doesn't do it anymore. No. Engagement is what does it now. Yeah. But um, so, so here we go. I did that. Then I did another uh, campaign. Um, with uh, uh, Jamie uh, Jamie Fox, mm -hmm. and then I did Kevin Hart, and then I did Floyd Mayweather. Oh my God! So I, I ended up getting about 300, 300 to three hundred fifty thousand total, right? And 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 this is by the way, this is twenty nineteen. I've already made several million dollars. Mm -hmm. I've already have several companies. Blah 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 blah. So I really did put into work. Yeah. But I felt entitled. Oof. So I'm like, well, I already put in the real work. That's bad, man. Yeah. I already put in the real work. Yeah. I don't want to put in the social work. Yep. So let me just buy, because I have the money. Yeah. Let me just buy my way. Let yeah. me buy my fast track. You right? can't buy relationships. So yeah. here's my point. I've spent all of 20, half of 2020 yeah. and all of 2021 yeah. paying virtual assistants. Yes. 
to remove yes. what I had spent over fifty to sixty thousand dollars on in campaigns and Smart. shout outs. Smart. I spent literally, you know, tens of thousands of dollars on virtual assistants. Wow. Manually removing. Removing those followers. Because they hurt your algorithm. They're they, not active. They killed my algorithm. They're not active. They crushed my algorithm. Yeah. And I even posted a couple days ago. I said, hey, if you're a ghost follower, get the hell out, right? Yeah. Because yeah. I don't care about that anymore. Yeah. Brother, the last three years now, right? Uh, uh, all 2020 for sure. Like part of 2019, all 2020, 2021. I did the grassroots. I, yeah. I'm, I'm like, damn. We see you. I'm actually going to have to start doing the groundwork. Yeah to become you know a public figure and, you know and, and you see the growth i do you see now the, we as a media my entire staff yeah there's moments we see it now yeah. we we see what's happening it's um equity man. man that's it but i didn't you know i'm like oh, i got money i don't need to do that you yeah. see what i'm saying right let me, let me tell you something the industry is filled with people that think they can buy success well the, the industry is filled with fake entrepreneurs yes, yes. The, these these guys that you know, they don't have a brick and mortar business or then it doesn't even have to be a brick. It's 2022. You don't, mm -hmm. you don't have to build something from, you know, brick and mortar like mm -hmm. this. Right. Mm -hmm. But people don't even have real businesses, you know, mm -hmm. with with real knowledge that comes from no. experience. You, you know, know what I'm what, saying? You know what the worst part is? Anyone listening to this podcast isn't a high percentage, 85 percent, 90 percent is not getting taken advantage of those guys. The, those guys that are on the Internet that are faking it and don't have real businesses. It's the other, you know, millions of people across the world that are getting taken advantage of these guys because, you know, we know the Lambo doesn't signify success. Perception is reality. Yeah. I, I right? say that all the time. Perception is reality. I'll yeah. give you an example. Um, I've been pretty open about this because guess what? I've been on both sides now. Yeah. I went the fast route first, which yep. blew up in my face. I got all the way up to... A, Man, my ex-media team even put a billboard of me that says, congratulations for a million followers. <laughs> Imagine, like, it wasn't embarrassing because I, I know my purpose, right? Yeah. But if I had more vanity yeah. and more pride and more ego, it would have been a very embarrassing thing for me to hit a million yeah. and then remove manually all the way down million, to, yeah. all the way down, I got all the way down to, like, 600 and something thousand if you look at my metrics over the, like the past like yeah. 60 days yeah. you know it's like 50 to 100 thousand like real organic people yeah. coming yeah. in right yeah. but nonetheless like i said you know i was going for the vanity metrics 100%. right right the followers you know i never got into like engagement groups so i never had like fake likes and fake views yep. but man brother imagine posting something and you have a million followers mm -hmm. and there's it's almost like you can see a, th uh, a thumbleweed, you know, go across yeah. the desert. Like, yeah. you know, that's because I was doing it wrong. Right. I didn't want to go out there and put in the real work that it takes yeah. to actually reach and impact people. True. And that's what's happening in today's society is a lot of these wantapreneurs is what I call them. That's good. Right. They want to buy their followers. They want to buy their, their likes. They want to buy their views. They want to buy their comments. And bad. then guess what? They get to drive traffic because now. Yep. People think there's somebody with yeah. something to offer, and yeah. and then people get taken advantage of. I, I see these guys, though. I will say, over the last few years, I've followed a lot of those guys. They do all die. They do yeah, all. They don't they, last. They don't last. Yeah. They, they, I've seen a few of them go a year. They play the short game. Year, year and a half. They play the short game. And you game. know they're not smart enough to like keep it and actually turn that money. You know they're just going to cycle through some new name, some new pop-up, some new something. Uh, some new adventure. Yeah. Uh, I've seen these guys go from you know wholesaling real estate 
to um, uh, cryptocurrency yes. to e-commerce to well, it's forex whatever, it's exchange. Hot. It's whatever's hot. You know what I mean? Like yeah, they, they jump, jump, they jump, they jump. Hot. They never actually build because no. guess what? Building is not easy. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. They never sit there and just say, you know what? I'm not leaving here or I'm not taking on another venture until I feel comfortable enough yeah. to walk away from this yep. and leave this in yep. good hands. Well, I know you're going to have at some point on your podcast, Brandon Dawson's going to come in here and talk to you next week. And is he okay? So or two I, you have to or... ask him the questions. Most business owners don't know the metrics that they should be tracking. Mm. Even good business owners, I'm doing five, 10 million a year mm -hmm. and they think they're tracking the right metrics. Mm -hmm. Brandon Dawson is a metric wizard. Mm -hmm. And so when you talk about vanity on social, and like how that actually impacts. He looks really smart. By the way. He's is extreme. One of the smartest guys I've ever. Yeah, known. he looks. He has like the whole look of like okay, that dude's pretty smart. <laughs> he's a wizard. Yeah. So ask him about business metrics that people should be tracking. And I and I here's a hint. I can, I know this as a marketer. It's not likes, comments, and shares. <laughs> Those are not the metrics that are yeah. going to drive big business for you. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. So that's the conundrum most people get caught in is, and they call that a vanity metric for a reason because mm -hmm. it feels good. It's like people like me, a bunch of people commented, uh, a bunch of people like something. But if you're not connecting and you're not putting a real relationship mm -hmm. together, you have no trust. And in marketing, trust is the key. You have to have trust on both sides. And that's, and where, that's how you convert. And that's where it helps to be genuine. And that's mm -hmm. where it helps to really be a true like servant you know, mm -hmm. of the people, mm -hmm. right? Because over, you know, again, if you're playing the long game, Okay, you're not concerned with vanity metrics because now you're putting together a, you know, a three year, a five year, a 10 year plan. Right. You know, Grant Cardone. Right. Uh, let's let's talk about Grant Cardone. You know, from what I hear, you know, a decade or two ago, the guy was, you know, uh, serving the uh, car industry. for. It's, it's called the come up for fifteen hundred dollars a, a pop. You know, his come up is a remarkable story. And, and, and it's you see. It's possible. Yeah. But the things that you can't take away from the guy was he put in the real work. Still does. He still does. Still does. More than ever. But ridiculous, right? Ridiculous. He put in the real work. Yeah. He spent the money on himself. Yes. And he actually was able to reach millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of people. Yes. And he once, so this is the way that I saw from, from Grant, because I've been yes. following Grant for a while, right? Yeah. And, then, and this is, we're going to jump everywhere in this I, podcast. I'm ready. I'm ready. All Let's right. go. So what I've seen from Grant was he went from, you know, car industry, sales expert, whatever, mm -hmm. to um, uh, Grant Cardone, the public figure, the brand. Yep, yep. Enterprise sales out of automotive, moved out of automotive, just went total enterprise business mm -hmm. sales. It yep. works on any vertical. Yep. And now- Multifamily real now, estate. By the way, I yep. want you to know, for, uh, I'm a real estate investor. Sure, That's sure. how I made my name in this, in, in the entrepreneur space. Yeah. When he jumped into real estate- Yeah. That's when the game changed for him. And you know what's interesting? He was always in real estate. Mm -hmm. Just had, maybe not at the level he that didn't he wanted. It. Yeah. He didn't leverage it His publicly. brand. He didn't it was behind it. the scenes. He mm -hmm. was helping Jared, his president, create these deals. And mm -hmm. then he was like, it was one day, and I don't remember who it was. Somebody was So like, Jared was doing deals. They and were doing Grant deals. Was like, it was all behind the scenes. All right, I'm going to go get another six-figure yeah. paycheck uh, to get, speak somewhere. Do you yeah. want to get in on this? And Jared would go, he would like, put your money here. I'll show you what it does. And then one day, I think it was like his wife, I think it was Elena or his wife or someone, they said, um, why wouldn't you offer this to everybody? It could change everybody's life. And that's when he really, a, a light bulb went off, and there was a switch, and he started offering 
you know, for for investors that never had the opportunity yeah. to invest yeah. this way or get educated this way. Yeah. He offered access to deals like that. I can't yeah. wait to build my fund. Um, I should have my fund built by the end of the second quarter. Nice. Um, I can't wait because, by the way, anybody out there listening, I love you. And I've helped you make millions of dollars, every single one of you, or the people that I've been in my mentorship. Sure. I'm going to come collect some, you know, collect. I'm going to I'm gonna make some withdrawals. What does yeah. that mean? Yeah. The first group that I'm going after to, you know, join the fund, to be in this fund, to flip their money is going to be my mentees that I've helped nice. make multiple seven figures. You well, know what I mean? That should be easy. They trust That's you. what I'm, yeah, they do. Yeah, they're they already, know. you know, I, I, right now I have um, 110 active seven-figure investors wow. in my mastermind let's go man and i've i've you know there's since 2018 we've had thousands you know what i mean so um i can't wait to create this fund because but don't get me wrong i'm not going to buy a class properties like grant but i am going to buy you know 80 to 150 units mm-hmm. you know b and c class that's awesome uh properties um you know i i can't mess around with the big stuff yet <laughs> yeah you know that's a grant thing it's um that's a gulf stream thing you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. but but we'll get there but yeah Brother, so his biggest mistake, by the way, everyone always asks that question. Anybody want to ask a question? Grant, what's your, if you could redo things, what would you redo? What's your biggest mistake? Nothing. His one oh. biggest mistake, I would have spent more money early on to know more people. Mm. And what he means by that is if you look at his trajectory where he spent in Google and Facebook and social, his revenue, his, his income tracks the same trajectory. The more money he spends. The more he spends to be known, the more his revenue, the more his income goes up. We got to talk to, we like got to talk to uh, my business partner, Sal, about that because he handles that side of the yeah, operation. Time to blow it up. We're going to do a budget because, um, I, I again, we already up. have so much momentum, yeah. right? Um, if we put a real budget, you know, yeah. behind my brand, yeah. it, 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 I mean, you're going to see everything just yeah. light up. I'm, my wife and I, we just so I, – I didn't even tell this part of the story. We just started – our own real estate company. This is for agents, real estate agents mm-hmm. and, and traditional real the estate. The Wise Group, right? That's right. Prop, it's the Wise Property Group. Love it. And, and we're, dude, we're maxing EXP? Out. We're maxing Is it yeah, through EXP? It's under no. EXP. Yep. And she's Is got, it under uh, Elena? It is under Elena Love Cardone. It. Love it. And we, we've got uh, 29 agents right now, over 30 million last year, or it, just in the last six months, not even yeah. last year. No. And so I joined my wife to blow that up, but we do the media budget. Like armed to the mat, like I'm blowing the media budget out. Like how many people can we meet? So we're doing a nationwide tour right now. Mm. We've got events in Arizona, Detroit. We're going to. We spent time in Detroit. We love that city. Lots of entrepreneurs. That's a first. And then, oh man, there's so many. The I mean, you know, maybe it's hungry. It's where it's hungry. That's where innovation started. That's where Einstein, car industry, you know, the car industry, Ford, and everybody. That's where it was. And so that spirit is there. Um, we're going to Orlando, Dallas, um, but we, we want to, like my goal is not to convert or transact. It is to meet people. That is impressions. That's it. Just yeah. meet people. Reach. Because the conversion will happen yep. like with you when there's authenticity. Yep. Now you can call on your guys for the fund mm-hmm. because you've, you've been so authentic and you've just met the right people. I didn't know this, man. Um, you know, I didn't know this, but. I told Sal and Alex yesterday because we had like a three-hour meeting about um, our education company, right? We have made so many deposits. You know what that means? Like we've planted so many seeds around the country, right? Yeah. That now that we're starting to make these small withdrawals. Yeah, water water the seeds, It's like the withdrawals are like, holy smokes. I literally hit up the top public figure single family 
uh, investors out there. I was on FaceTime with Chris Crone. Guy has wow. a million subs on on YouTube. Guy wow. guy has uh, a million followers on TikTok and you know three or four hundred or five hundred thousand on, on on Instagram. Right? Literally, him and I are FaceTiming. We're like, uh, you know what I mean? He's gonna fly his private plane here to speak on my stage in mid May. Right? I'm gonna have a thousand people there. Remember this. Last year I said I'm gonna have seven hundred people there. I had seven hundred fifty eight. Wow. This year, if they allow us, I'm going to have a thousand people there. Um, I think I'll have a thousand people there if they allow it. But I'm on the, I'm on, uh, thank you, brother. I'm on FaceTime with Jerry Norton, you know, this guy, uh, Flipping Mastery on YouTube, Mm -hmm. you know, crazy community that he has. Uh, he's in Puerto Rico. You know, he lives there for um, different reasons. So that's a whole nother podcast. Y- you see what I'm saying? I know so many people right? in Puerto Rico right, right? now. Right, right. Yeah. You, you know why, right? Yeah, of yeah, course exactly, I know why. Right? Um, <laughs> so, brother, like, yes, it, it's funny. I And now I'm starting to post this. I don't know if you, you've read this where I'm like, man, I just had I just had one of the best days of my life. Yeah. The My best days of my life are, like, now more frequent and more consistent because why? Yeah. Well, I think it's because of all the good energy that I've planted, it's all the seeds. Back. It's like coming back. I'm like, damn, I'm having ideal days. Well, what is an ideal day to Buck? What is yeah. an ideal day to Carlos? Yeah. An ideal day for me is like I spent a good amount of time with my family that day. Mm-hmm. I shared a lot of love with my family. Mm-hmm. I crushed it in business, and I got to speak to just one of the some some of the top people in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Doesn't that sound like a pretty damn good day? Definitely does. Oh, and to top it off at 9 p.m. on a Tuesday, which was yesterday, I get a two-hour massage with the craniosacral, you know, oh, like, my God. you see, like, I had the perfect the day. Dream, That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, anyway. But don't you think, let me ask you a question. Let me challenge that for a second. Yeah. Don't you think even to people who put goodwill out there, mm-hmm. shit's still going to come back? Every day, something bad's going to happen, right? There's something. Do you? So the yeah. question is, do you choose to be happy, or have you really set up such a system that you've got a barrier against negativity? It doesn't even allow to be in your ecosystem. Like they'll tell you, they'll tell you. Um, I have a natural, uh, almost like a defense mechanism uh-huh. against negativity really? uh, and uh, and uh, low frequency. Mm. Um, I spent probably an hour and a half of my morning mm-hmm. this morning mm-hmm. on and off coaching my wife mm. through some some con- subconscious work wow. and uh if you ask you, her i told you he was deep thank you no if you ask my <laughs> wife like literally i i got it out of her right like wow. i i you know you can't fake energy especially around an empath like myself like yeah. that's why as soon as i walked in here i said man today's gonna be a good show you see what i'm saying yeah because i bro like when i'm around you mm-hmm. The energy is like, you're the type of person that I can just chill on the beach and smoke a cigar. And like, we don't even have to be talking to each other. You're just there and I'm just here and the energy is so good, right? And I actually just got goosebumps under this jacket saying that. But I spent an hour and a half of my morning coaching my wife, you know, to get her out of her little funk that she was going through because... I, I, I warned her because my wife is also an empath and my wife wants to help the world, Yeah. right? But so people come to her to what to sh- oh uh this is going on she that's good cool. she she's a listener she she's an, and i and i and i'm trying to teach her how to one is you know not completely leave the door open for just anybody to come in and give you their blah, thank you give you their bad energy right, right? right their problems like like babe we don't have problems we are designing this life for a reason that's alignment you don't need yeah. right you yeah. you gotta set your boundaries on people 
people don't really come to me with their negativity and their gossip and know. all that. They already know I don't got time for it. No, we're right? looking in the future. I don't want it. I don't want it. I, my mother doesn't come to, my yeah. sister doesn't come, my family doesn't, they don't. So anyway, I spent a good amount, like, we had a poem that we had to go, my, 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 my nine-year-old, yeah. she had a, 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 a 9.30 p.m. poem recital at her in fourth grade class. And you got the freedom to go do that. That was a beautiful thing. Yeah. But I wanted it. I, I was I was focusing on shifting her energy. Mm. And sure thing, by the time that poem came around, she was back to Vanessa. Wow. You see, people have to learn mm -hmm. how to move past emo an emotion mm -hmm. quicker than they're accustomed to. Wow. You see, what people need to realize is, you know, it's funny, like, when we're going through anxiety, when we're going through depression, when we're going through some anger or resentment, mm -hmm. we believe that that's us. Mm -hmm. And the fact of the matter is, it's scientifically proven mm -hmm. that we are not our emotions. Mm -hmm. We are not our thoughts. We are not our emotions. So therefore, you can move past things that you're not. Wow. You get what I'm saying? You can shift the paradigm. Yeah. So if someone pisses you off, you have two choices, right? Right. One, you can sit there and dwell and soak yourself for hours over the resentment. And don't get me wrong, I still have challenges and I'll spend sometimes when it's somebody like really close that hurts mm -hmm, me, mm -hmm. I'll spend a few hours on it, mm -hmm. you know, and I'll feel it and I allow myself to feel it. But you've conditioned yourself. I've conditioned myself to move on, to right. focus on the love and the joy Makes that sense. I have in my life so I can move on from that emotion because that emotion doesn't serve me yep. and doesn't serve the people around me, especially yep. in my own home. And that's real power. That is real power. Yeah. When you can master that, and by the way, I'm not, I'm not Jesus Christ. I'm no. not vibrating at a, very, a thousand plus hertz frequency. I'm not. But it's very Buddhism. But I've learned how to. Um, I'm learning. Mm -hmm. I'm learning how to uh, heal and move past uh, certain trapped emotions mm -hmm. and all that stuff. Man. Everybody needs that, man. You do. That, uh, people don't realize that. that. You know, there's an old saying, right? And as, as cliche and as stupid as it sounds, like, oh, if you master yourself, you'll master the world. I just proved it to you. Mm -hmm. If you can master all the BS, mm -hmm. right? You don't think that's going to create space and capacity for the things that you want in life? Right. You see what I'm saying? I do. Yeah. Right? I think you need a whole new podcast where all you do we, is talk we just need a, we energy. Need, yeah. It's it's the yeah. Carlos Energy Podcast. Well, uh, brother, back to you. <laughs> Let's do it. Man. Back to you. What so, do you, what do you want to know? Background um, professional. You know where. Where are you right now? Like, mm -hmm. I know that you just went on your own. Mm -hmm. I yeah. don't know if you're allowed to say those yeah, things sure, or not. Yeah, sure, sure, yeah. Right? Uh, and yeah, I listen, know that you've I, always I had said a, amazing things about the people that you've worked I with. I had an incredible experience. I always say this. I worked, you know, I built the consumer journey for Pumpkin Spice Latte. I, I worked on a private beta project with Google and Adidas. Uh, Nike running, I was there for two years, building out content, calendars, data, tracking like all kinds of amazing big you're, you're a ninja when it comes to certain things big big brand experiences but what what i was going to say is the last three years in the cardone network with grant and brandon and and, and all of those mentors mm -hmm. in my life i learned more in three years about myself about my ability my wife i love that has learned more than any corporate experience is ever going to teach you i learned more in three years from those guys that is transformational in my life and I will always be thankful for them for that. Um, I love that. We need more. Yeah. We need more people like you. Yeah. I don't. Um, we need more people like you because you know what? That's what my wife says all the so time. So many. <laughs> so I'm saying it publicly. So many people 
are so quick because of their pride, because mm-hmm. of their ego, because mm-hmm. of their lack, their own internal insecurity mm-hmm. to say what you just said. Really? Think about it. Yeah. If you are an insecure individual, yeah. right? Any time that you give credit yeah. or edify your, your mentors I and have to, man. you know, those specific individuals that have those internal issues, whenever they give credit or edify somebody that's helped them in life, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They feel like they're taking away from themselves. Oh, I got something to prove and I'm not gonna even mention yeah. these names. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah. Right? That's sickening. Yeah. And what got you to where you are now will not get you to the next level if 100%. you don't get rid of that baggage. Hundred percent. So, okay. Um, so now you are uh, you're doing your own thing. The the with truth the wife. is the truth is uh, she's been doing real estate, corporate real estate, residential real estate. She through the network with Elena Cardone went through a lot of the same transformations I did in belief mm-hmm. and her ability to understand potential for herself. Grant is the master of teaching bigger goals. And so, you know, we both went through our own individual transformation. And then as a couple went through a transformation of alignment and, and how we do what we do to create the future and wealth and success for our kids and our legacy. And the truth is I watched her growth on her own in the real estate space and the vehicle and and everyone will tell you this, the vehicle in real estate, it's so exponential and it's so endless. Mm-hmm. And I thought something, you know, you know, when something just keeps tapping your gut and it was like, she would ask me questions and I'd be traveling, doing events. I'd be all in on the, you know, the Cardone network. Like every weekend, I, every weekend we had yeah. events. I was like, I, I don't have time Yeah, I don't to have help time you, to help no, you. No. And she's like doing over 30 million in six months. And I'm like, something was just there. And so I felt like it was time. It was time for me to say, Hey, one, I get to build a business with my wife, which is like a dream. I mean, who doesn't want to build a business with, you know, someone who doesn't want to build a business period. Yeah. Right. So, so it was a dream for me to be able to do that. And I felt like I was at a place where, where I could, where I could make that shift in my life with her. Um, and it is something we talked about for a long time and we just had never been in the right place. And quite honestly, if we had tried it three years ago, it would not have been as successful as it's going to be. Because, I love where you're headed. I mean, it's true because we didn't know what we know now and we still have more to learn. I mean, For the sure. other thing that I learned from Brandon is like, you've got to constantly be inquisitive. Like just when you think you know it all is when you're going to fail. And so, you know, I, I'm still, I'm still learning. I'm still picking up. I'm listening to you. I'm listening to anyone that, that has success in their life. What did, what, what was the one thing you did? What's the one thing you attribute success to? And so we're still doing that, but we got, we got a team now of 30 agents, almost 30 agents and we're hitting the road and we're just building it up and we just want to meet more people. And so what's your, what's your target? Like this hundred this year, a hundred real estate agents this I, year. I, I think you're selling yourself short. Really? You think the goal's too small? I think the goal's too small. And well, I'm, I'm a I'm data not, marketer. I understand. So that. I track data on the biggest groups and how fast they grow. I may, I thought a hundred was aggressive. I'm a delusional optimist. <laughs> and guess what? Okay. Everything that I say always comes true. Seriously. So what's the number? I got a buddy. I got a buddy. Okay. He owns a company called NextGen, NextGen uh, Real Estate, okay. NextGen Realty. Uh, yeah, is that the technology-based brokerage? N- no, no, oh. no, no. So this guy's name is Omar Robles. When him and I became friends back in like 14, 15, yeah. he had three agents. Okay. And then uh, I said, hey, Omar, you should get yourself out on social media a little more. Yeah. Then he started going a little hard on social media. Yeah. I said, hey, bro, you're going to have 100 agents by the end of the year. Yeah. Remember, he had three. Yeah. 
the guy had 150. Wow. Right? Wow. Now he has hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of agents. Um, I will, I'll connect you to. I would love that. Because guess be what? Great. He, you are where he was. Mm. So I think this would be the perfect scenario for you. Like, how did you do it, bro? How did you go from three love, agents to, to three, four hundred, five hundred people? That'd be great. So I will connect you both. He's a he's a like a real brother of mine. Like yeah. he's this guy, um, ex like uh, um, uh, army parachute. Oh, you know what I mean? Badass. Like he's, yeah. he's 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 a he's a real badass. There's no question when you talked about planting seeds, and oh. now it, this is it. it, it I, I, this year I'm planting seeds. And you know what, brother? This is this is here's here's one of my things or one of my things that I recently brought to awareness that would probably serve you. Mm -hmm. Set intentions, mm -hmm. plant seeds, mm -hmm. release expectations. Mm -hmm. When I planted my seeds with you, mm -hmm. because of you know obviously Danny and, and Pat, like mm -hmm. hey, they need to use your studio. Yeah, I didn't say I. I you can ask them. Yeah. You can ask them. Yeah. I didn't say, well, if I let them borrow the studio, maybe I'll, maybe they'll give me this or give me that. You Absolutely never not. do that. I know you don't. Do I don't. That. Honestly, yeah. I'm gonna stick to what works for me, and that is just serving people genuinely. Hundred percent. And if ever something comes up, right? Which yeah. you see, like, yeah. If you serve first, every, everything will take care of itself, and that's what I said. Set intentions, release expectations. Yeah. You know, and I but, think you'll never be disappointed. Can I tell you that uh, I, first of all, I thank you for your kindness. For sure. I knew that those were your intentions. Yeah. That there was nothing that you were, it was just caring for other people and you would get it back. I got a good vibe from, from you guys, From man. anyone. Yeah, I know? got a really good vibe. And, and I believe back to the original point, I believe you can't do that if you aren't secure in yourself. Too many insecure Boom. people. Boom. Too many, I know Big players. Mm -hmm. I know successful people that are insecure. That are insecure, and they can't loan a studio like that. You know what it is, though, with uh, with a lot of these uh, the, these these folks, uh, something's misfiring. Mm -hmm. Something's misfiring. It could be it could be their home life. Mm -hmm. It could be they don't feel that you know they're measuring up to being the husband that they should be. Mm. Um, it could be that, you know, they're not measuring up to be the, the father that they should be. Yeah, sure. In my opinion, when you jeopardize, when you jeopardize the principles and the core values at home, mm -hmm. that is going to have more impact and it's going to spill over to your professional life more than anything else in the world. So true. Because then you have what's called imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. If because I've been there, that's it. I've been oh I'm 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 this and I'm that and I'm yeah I was already a multimillionaire but guess what? Mm -hmm. I wasn't a present father. Mm -hmm. I wasn't a present loving husband. Mm. I was overweight. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I had one aspect of the game down. It trickles. I had one aspect. I made a lot of money. Yeah. But I would rather if you ask me right now, hey, would you rather have these three areas in line or this area in line? I would say I would have I'd rather have those three areas in line because this is inevitable if right, that's right, in line. Right, right. So, again, that's probably some of the things that, you know, and that's why for me, man, it's like I'll do business with people after I take a look at what's behind the curtain, mm -hmm. how they treat and honor their family. That's right. Like That's a big thing for me. That's right. Huge. So back back to what we were saying, you know, professionally wise, I, I think that you're selling yourself short. OK. What's the number? There's a there's a there, there's an old uh, saying. If you read a book called uh, Scaling Up, right? Okay. It's it's called your big hairy audacious mm -hmm. goal, right? I've heard this. Your yeah. B H A G, right? Okay. Um, if you say, you know what, I want to shoot for three hundred agents this year. That's the ten X. 
You, I don't know. I've, I've never read what, any of the books. I've never read. Oh, Grim, you I've should. never read Grant Cardone's you books. Should. I, I, I've never even watched his, his YouTube. You ever. should read the books. Okay. 10X rule is about setting audacious goals. Okay. And that's why I thought 100. And he's just. So like, that's his message. And that's and you guys are just alike. Okay. Because it's like his his whole thing is he pushes you. He's like 100. That it, sounds well, small. Yeah. You know? Well, bro. But I, I was going I'm, off of data. You know? I, and I'm going off of. I'm going off of uh, witness. I appreciate you. You get what I'm saying? I Thank do, you, brother. Yeah, I, I really, I'm going off of what I've witnessed myself yeah. with other brokerages, right? Yeah. yeah. So if we break down, you have how many right now? We have, we're almost at 30, 30? 28, 29 agents. Yeah. We trickle about three a month. So you need. But, uh, uh, but we haven't hit the road. We haven't gone all in yet, you know? So mm, now we're all in. You need 272 agents, my friends, and you have. <laughs> so how many a month? Hold on, I got okay. you. I'm already got, I got okay. March, April, May, June, July, okay. August, September, October, November, December, 10 okay. months. Ten, how many? So you got yeah. you got March, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December. You got 10 full months. You know what that comes down to, Yeah, right? divide that out. 27.2. 27 agents. 27 agents. 27, okay. 27 new agents. So I will shoot for this. Okay. Just to be on the safe side, I would shoot for 30 agents. new agents a month. That's okay. an agent a day. Okay, so let me use this platform. If you're watching or listening right now to Carlos's podcast and you want to be in real estate, you want to change your life, maybe you're at a boring desk job, maybe you're in real estate, but you can't figure it out, you have no mentorship, this is the call to action you've been waiting for. Join an organization and a group that's going to inspire you, that's going to mentor you, that's going to help you create more wealth for your life than you ever imagined possible. It's wisepropertygroup.com or just follow me on Instagram at aboutbuck. I need 30 of you right now. If you're one of 30, that feeling that you have inside right now, I need you to act on it. I need you to DM me. How about that? And I need you to tell a friend. <laughs> and tell a friend. There you go. See? Thank you very much. There you go. Man. I appreciate you. Bro, that's 30 uh, new agents. That's, that, 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 that's a realistic goal. By the way, Carlos gets 15% of anybody that comes from oh, this podcast. Oh, bro. No. <laughs> that's a realistic goal, bro. Uh, honestly. I appreciate that. You're pushing me, man. I got an event here in Arizona tomorrow night. Um, it's a personal branding workshop for real estate agents. We just want to connect and provide value. Mm -hmm. I got, uh, we've got, I think, 120 signed up for that event here in Arizona. You know, my hope was to, to eventually nurture and develop relationships. I was going to say, would you, know, you believe me yeah. if I told you that based off what you're doing right now, which yeah. is this grassroots campaign, yeah, very much, you're 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 gonna blast your little hundred agent goal this oh, year. Man. I You're going to blast it. We're shooting for 300. I need more people like and you. That, thank you. And that's 27.2 agents. We said 30. Yeah. We're going for 30, 30 brand new agents a month. A month. That's, what, that's your tracker. 30 agents a month. All right. That's your track. You and Ali's I'll tracker. put it in the pipeline, man. All right. I love it. Okay. <laughs> so talk to me about your, uh, your you know, we, we talk a lot about your professional career, things that you got going on, but what about your upbringing, man? Like, did yeah. you have- Oh, man. Did you, what kind of story- How much time we got? We, we got some time. Do we? Okay. Yeah. Let me see. What time is it? Okay, we. You know what? We'll go for another thirty. Okay, all let's right. Go. So give me in, in a five minute, you know, sure, elevator sure, pitch. Sure. Like, what was your upbringing like? Uh, born in Texas, raised in Florida. What part of Texas? Uh, uh Port Arthur. You have South, no clue where that is. South Oil Town. So you're you're by Mexico in the Gulf, maybe? Uh, other side. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, not far from Houston. Okay. And yeah. and. How, how long were you there? Oh, baby, you know, two years old, left for Florida. Okay. Dad's a preacher. Southern Baptist Convention Board. Beautiful. Um, so pre preacher kid, PK. Yeah. So that'll tell you a lot. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that means you have good moral values. Wild, wild upbringing. Well, PKs mm. are crazy. 
you know yeah. we're rebellious oh, you know what i mean yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. so so but nonetheless the core values are still there 100%. through programming and conditioning 100 percent. Yeah. no question no yeah. um you know uh moved to florida i was a florida kid what part of florida tampa area Lake <sighs> one of my Central. favorite places orlando on Earth, tampa right in between we're right in between yeah. you 30 minutes to orlando 30 minutes to tampa right mm-hmm. polk county yep lakeland high school um and and two sisters eight years old parents divorced mm. i was eight um how did that work out man because you you know did they did, were they in the same town still or yeah we moved and i was raised by my mom mm. and so really what i say is i was raised by three moms because if you've ever had sisters you know Are they older sisters? One's older, one's younger, but it doesn't matter. The younger one's still your mom. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. They were in charge. Yep, they take care so of stuff. So my wife would say I was conditioned to put the toilet seat down, <laughs> you know, because oh. I'm like, the women did not allow me to be, to do the gross manly things. I that, feel you that, on that. You know what I mean? I, I live with some, I like- All women, you know? Yeah, so I that's why, by the way, when you look at my life, like the agency that I work for, CEO is a woman. My team was 22 women. Uh, like I, I really connect in the workplace. Mm-hmm. I really because I, I'm conditioned to respect women in a way that a lot of men are not raised to respect. For sure, women. for sure. And so I always, I always enjoy working in that environment. With re- plus, that's scientifically proven women are smarter anyway. So I'd rather align. It's scientifically proven that women that are women are just yes. better workers. Yes, they're better 100%. workers. I don't. I still like. I still cannot like grasp the fact that men are like running the world you yeah, know in some yeah, aspect in some right? aspect yeah like i'll give you an example um i was talking to uh, you probably don't know these folks uh bobby and sophia castro i was uh they're they're huge multi uh family people they sold their portfolio for like four billion dollars oh, wow. or something okay. right great well i was talking to to um their assistant jen and i was like hey i said does sophia castro want a keynote at freedom mm. Because we have some of the top, some of the top real estate investors in the country that are going to be speaking at that event, mm. and all of them are men: Chris Crone, Ryan wow. Pineda, Pace Morvey, Jamil Damji, yeah. Jerry Norton, yeah. right, myself, like Steve Trang. We're all men. I said she would be the only woman mm. keynote speaker, and that really set them on fire. They're mm. like, "Oh, I think she's going to like That's that." Awesome. Because guess what, man. Yeah. Even in the real estate space, yeah. we don't have enough women. I agree. Right? We don't have enough women. So continue. You were raised by women. Yeah. You employ a lot of women. Yeah. You I, get along better with their better workers. They're smarter. Team, our real estate team is all women. The, the 28 agents, all women. They know better. Yeah. I mean, yeah, 100%. That's the vehicle I want to be in. You yeah. Know? Um, but, but yeah, you know, I young kid, um, you know, I think it's been interesting for me because the – you know, my dad was kicked out of the Southern Baptist Convention Board for the divorce and, you know, moved into Methodist because the Baptists don't approve of that. So then it shakes your foundation a little bit on religion. Yeah, yeah. You know, you see the back end of a church. You know, I don't know if you know Doug Wood. He's a local guy, but he's got mm-hmm. a he's got a book that's Church Boy to, to Millionaire. It talks about like faith in church. And he's, he's I should introduce you. you oh, Doug, my God. Yeah, that'd Doug be cool. Would love each other. He's yeah. he, he's, you know, I'll read his book first. Oh, s- dude. Yeah. You would love this guy. He's awesome. I grew up but, very re- religious, so I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, you yeah you get you see the back end of the church, and you're like, oh, it's a business, mm-hmm. and so it shakes your foundation a little bit. So you know that I went through that as a as a teenager, just just you know trying to discover what was real, what wasn't, what you know purpose and things like that. And since you're a deep guy, you know you can resonate with this. But 
that that shaking of that foundation has created me. A, a lot of people say that's why we're empathic because we were forced to become empathic, mm -hmm. to read scenarios and situations because you didn't know what was going to happen and when it was going to happen. Mm. And so you become empathic because of things that happened in your life. So my therapist really believes that that's why. You're I, a good marketer. I absorb. Oh. Yeah, I absorb that I can absorb a room because mm -hmm. I'm constantly scanning mm -hmm. for danger. Mm-hmm for things that I thought were real to be taken out from underneath me. And so that's funny you say that. You so you walk in and you you look at where the exits are. I know. Right? Well, that that but also people. Yeah. You know, I scan people. Yep. And same. And and, and so and I and I feel energy the I, same way you I do. know when I'm being leveraged. Yes. I know when uh I, I try to be if you ask my team, I try to be three to five moves ahead. Yeah. Um ideally I would like to be ten moves ahead, but you yeah. know, I'm not there yet. Yeah. But I already know you know, when it's funny, sometimes I tell some people that are trying to screw me over, mm -hmm. I'm like, Hey, you either think you're that smart or I'm that stupid, pick one. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. it's honestly just because of what life has taught me, you know, it's yeah. like, you know, all the scenarios and all the experiences for people like us, it makes us very em empathic. I think so. Right. Yeah. So, I, you know, I, I believe that's, that's probably where some of that behavior comes from. Yeah. But you know, um, but look, I, I, I didn't, I know your story. My life was not that hard. I get it. I did not have a, I, this is not a sob. Nonetheless, a though, sob nonetheless. Story, but it shaped me. Nonetheless, you know, divorces. Yeah, it's right? tough. It's difficult. It, it, it's, it could really mess somebody up. It rips the family in half, you know? Yeah. And, and, um, and I was lucky that both my parents were good, God-loving, respectful people. So even in the midst of the divorce, I didn't see abuse. I didn't see drugs. I didn't see violence. I didn't. But there was separation. There was and you separation. You did not get, you, you, you know, think of our kids, right? Yeah. They say everybody's a teacher. Yeah. And every experience is a teacher, right? Yep. yep. So you learned of what not to do through the divorce of your parents. 100%. You know that, you know, your commitment to Allie and your commitment to your family is mm -hmm. like, hey, where I come from, we're going to work this out 100%. because I don't want to go through what I, I don't want my children yes. and us to go through what I went through. Yeah, you know what I mean? Shifting generation. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know. My sisters are all married. No divorces. It's the same. See, they I, all learn from, they all learn from the divorce, man. I believe it. You know? You know? Right? So, so, yeah. yeah. So, you know, in high school, took a TV production class, just had the best mentor. His dude's name was Mr. Barnes. And he used to pull me out of classes to come shoot video content. You know, this was back when we had the old JVC dockables and the I beta, remember. beta yeah. tapes. Yeah. And mm -hmm. the, yeah, like mm -hmm. the old, you know, we had the old, you know, editing, big wheel editing mm -hmm. boards. And, yeah. you know, and that's when I fell in love with that whole production yeah, and media content yeah. creative. And yeah. so it was really high school that shaped that whole journey for me of getting into that radio station. Did you and go to college or no? I, I went for, uh, I went to college for six months. Most entrepreneurs, for some reason, six that's months. not their thing. No, nah, I ba bailed out. The I radio did. station was like, can you be here today? And I was like, yeah. yes. Yeah. And I just dropped. I was like, no. And and, and, and here's the truth. Uh, my whole family's teachers, and I respect the hell out of anybody that's a teacher. For sure. But like in my second year of radio, I'm like making more than it's, a, it's a just Florida not, State it, teacher. It's not real freedom. Yeah. There's no, no. I mean, no. But, but if it's your purpose, I'm not yeah, going to take that away from anyone. If that's your purpose to educate and teach and nurture yeah. and mentor kids, but man, what a tough, what a tough career. But like I moved, I moved into, you know, media and I was doing what I loved and I got to touch people in a different way and I got to make people laugh and cry and yep. smile mm -hmm. and, um, and, and, and I feed off of that. And so having the ability to do that, I just knew two years into media, I was like, 
this is my this is my my game. You just became obsessed. Yeah. Yeah. Most people that want to be teachers and firemen and cops, right? It's just yeah. that's just that's what they want to be, you 100%. know, and if that's what makes them happy, good for them, right? Yeah, that's it. Um I wanted to be a cop at one point and then I figured out that my starting hourly rate was $19 an hour. <laughs> 19 bucks an hour. I'm like, "Wait a minute, I'm going to risk my life for 19 yeah. bucks an hour." Yeah. I'm like, "Respect to the cops." You know 100%. what I mean? But you know what you should do? And I did this when I did a morning show in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania for 2 years. Mm -hmm. Um I always wanted to be in law enforcement too. Same. Man. Um and I have mad respect for anyone. Oh, I know what you're going to tell me. Do a drive along. I didn't know. I went into the reserves, bro. Okay. To, if you find the time, yeah. Do there's levels of reserve. I got a badge and an ID and everything. I went in. Did you get reserves. a gun? No, I was like help the kid that's lost at the parade kind of reserve. Did they give you a <laughs> flashlight at least to no, try to protect no, yourself? No, no, I didn't move okay. it. You can. Okay. Hold another level of. I gotta training. have at least a flashlight. Oh, you, they might give you a flashlight. Okay. But okay. you do when you get the badge and you. Get, Did you get uniform? No uniform. <sighs> it was more volunteer support. So like big events in the city, yeah. like you could go help out at big events and things and like that. And you're a cop. Yeah, you're not. You're a reserve, so you can't yeah, arrest. But you, you can had, call you yourself no a cop, right? There were, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm you like, have a badge, man. I have a badge. I, you can use the badge in the airport. So every now and then, just for fun, I'll pull it out, lay it on the table. Well, they're like, and they're like, go ahead, like, oh, get through. Right, yeah, right, yeah. Yep. I love it. I love it. <laughs> there are different levels. I get it. I get you know, it. But I get it. You should try it. Yeah, I might. I might. I might not. Maricopa actually. County. Yeah, I might. I'm like, I might. Hold on. Right. I'm like, ah, oh, I think it's 20 hours a week. I'm yeah, like, I gotta, don't have 20 there's hours. There's a minimum. A week. There's a minimum. All right. So let me ask you this. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna wrap up with the following three to four topics. Ready? Rapid fire. Hit me. Best marketing advice for any business out there. Oh man, this is a good question. Best marketing advice for any business out there. Best marketing advice. Roofing business, landscaping it business. It doesn't matter. I, I'm going to give you the same answer that I always give when I'm asked that question. Let's do it. And it is if you are not operationally sound, if you do not have your processes, your KPIs, your data tracking, your strategy, the why you exist, the propositions from a value standpoint, if you don't understand the differentiator competitively of why somebody would select you versus somebody else, if you don't understand the attributes of your business, if you don't have all of these things in place, you're shooting from the hip and you'll eventually fail. Mm. You can create momentary success because mm -hmm. you're passionate about what you do mm -hmm. and you get lucky but you'll never scale a business past a million dollars in annual revenue without the structure and the process and the organization in place. So I like everybody it. comes to me as a marketer, like my Facebook ads suck. And I'm like, Facebook doesn't suck. You suck. <laughs> you know what I you're mean? You're doing something wrong. Yeah. You're doing yeah. something wrong and you don't have, you don't have the fundamental foundation in place in your business. And I can dissect that, but everyone, we go back to that same point. Everyone's looking for the fast answer. Just tell me what copy to put. Mm -hmm. Just tell me what call to action to yep. use. What Im oh, I got a video idea. It's like, these yep. are not going to save your business. Yeah. These are your transactional in nature, mm -hmm. your technical and tactical in nature. I need you to elevate and learn that, hey, I don't know a lot that I should know about building this out. And that's where I get my passion and helping people understand all those things. Because you didn't go into your business thinking I'm going to be a marketer. You went into your business about the thing, like roofing. You went in to put roofs on. It's a trade. It's a skill that you learn. Maybe it was passed down generationally. Yep. And so, and so, you know, I'm here to say, Hey, I get it. You don't, I've done marketing for 25 years. Of course you don't know these things. Wow. Let me teach you. Yeah. Like, let's get you from 2 million annual revenue to 10. Boom. I love it. Great advice. Here, advice uh, okay, okay. here we go. Okay. Top three principles when it comes to marketing. Top three principles. There's three. 
Data informs strategy. Strategy informs creative. Those are the three principles. Data informs strategy. Strategy. Strategy you, you informs creative. If you got a strategy but you have no data to back it up, you're flying blind. Mm. You're flying blind. It's a gut. You feel it. The mm-hmm. strategy is this. Why? Because it looks good. Because I saw someone else do it. Because it, you yeah. know. Oh, yeah, that's it, not. Those are <laughs> strategies. Yeah. Show me the data. Show me. Show me the information. It's going to set you up for success. Data doesn't lie. Data data never lies. Men lie. <laughs> Women lie. True. Data doesn't. True. Got it. Um, biggest failures. What was one of your biggest marketing failures ever? Oh, man. Yeah. Marketing, rapid fire, baby. Marketing failures are like life failures or like. You know what? Should we go life or marketing? Let's go. <sighs> let's go life. One of your biggest life failures. Man. This is such a good question. We got some good ones. We're trying to get through them. I um man I learned I'm I learned a really valuable lesson. I quit a job before I had a new one that I thought I had. And I had two kids at that time. I got three kids now. I had two kids at that time. Mm. And I'll never forget the moment I was rocking one of my kids and this thing fell through. And I'll never forget the moment where I was like, uh-oh. What an idiot. Like you got kids to feed and you just moving so fast and so confident and so cocky, you know, and, and I was stuck in that conundrum of working for someone else anyway, which was a life lesson itself that like, as long as you're working for other people, you never have control, Mm. you know? And so, uh, I, I had a big job. I had a big job lined up, um, at Ford motor company, Wow, digital, it was a big digital innovation job. It would have been a crazy promotion. I was going to move the whole family. Yeah, I was coming out of the agency space. Detroit? It was in Detroit. Got it. And we were going to get, we'd already been in Detroit because I did radio in mm-hmm. Detroit and TV in Detroit. And uh, and I, I, I think about that moment a lot. Now, granted, I wouldn't be sitting here with you right now if that hadn't happened. So sure. I, I don't dwell in it like that. But, I'll but never, it was a learning lesson. Yeah. I'll never forget. I was like, you know, and they, dude, I had a cake where I worked before. Like, he's good. Yeah, go get him, Buck. And then, like, a month later, it was like, did you move to Detroit? Like, Do you need your job back? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's, like, you know what's crazy about that, by the way? It's almost like when you quit a job, mm-hmm. some people mm-hmm. actually hope you fail. 100%. That happened to my old job. Um, they were like, oh, he'll be back in three months. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, that's dude, the just, failure part. you know what I mean? Like, you don't want to be that guy. No, I don't give a shit. I might swallow my foolish pride and yeah. I will not come back. Me neither. You know what I mean? Me like, neither. I'm not going backwards. You always got to go forward. Exactly. So and that's what they don't understand. Um, okay. Biggest victory in life. My wife. Boom. Biggest, that's your <laughs> biggest on, close. Dude. That's your biggest close Married in life. Right? so up. There you go. Yeah, I always joke, you know, because people talk about targeting online. Mm-hmm. And I, I love this. I love using this analogy. You know, if you don't know your target, if you don't know them intimately, because everyone thinks they know who their consumer is, who their mm-hmm. target is. If you don't know them intima- intimately, y- your conversions will always suck because y- you're not connecting them. To know me is to love me. To, there's a famous quote, to know me is to love, is me. To love me. And so you really got to know. And so I use this example. My wife and I have been married 12 years. She loves pizza, like good New York thin pizza grease, you know, mm. like a good greasy New York pizza. Mm-hmm. She hates steak. The smell, the, the sight of steak disgusts her. And on our anniversary night, 12-year anniversary night, imagine I take her to a steakhouse. 
Oh God, no! After twelve no. years, how much love does she feel? How much does she feel? I know her. Or you don't know her, me, right? So my conversion rate is always zero when I get home. For sure. When I don't oh, know her, yeah. right? And so I like to use that example mm-hmm. of, of of my wife and knowing that like the relationships are always better when you know them. And so um, I think you know my wife has been my foundation for for the last twelve years. I love it. We've been through a lot of stuff. And, uh, you know, miscarriages, all kinds of crazy stuff, man. Like really bad, crazy stuff. I think uh, massively successful men or entrepreneurs underestimate the underestimate the power, yeah. the power, right, of the significant other. Yeah. How detrimental it is to have the right person next to you. Yeah. Um, sometimes I can either make you or break you. Yeah. Like I can tell you that my wife, like she made me. You know, she never 100%. told me I couldn't do anything. 100%. Never told me. Even to this day, like, she's so proud of me. And, you know, she holds down the four at home. You know what I mean? She's a yeah. full-time stay-home wife yeah. and mom now. And, uh, you know, it's we're building together, man. Yeah. You know? Elena Cardone, uh, she has a book. It's uh, How to Build an Empire. My wife has it. Okay. It's a great book. My and wife met her, by the way. She makes – she's fantastic. She's been a great She's mentor. amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, 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 no disrespect to Grant, but I'm a bigger <laughs> Elena Cardone fan. He hears that every now and then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Elena makes – the point um if we who are leading the family or we're the breadwinner by the way my wife's about to be the breadwinner mm-hmm. so i'm not going to be anymore but if you're it the, doesn't matter it doesn't matter yeah. but if you're the breadwinner and you're leading the family and the, the mom's back at home and she's the support system mm-hmm. if you think of the weight on your head now imagine she's got to hold you and that weight mm-hmm. she holds more weight than you way more it's the job is way harder for the support system my wife takes care of my kids and you and me yeah i make more of a mess she was just complaining this morning <laughs> i make more of a mess than my own children Al, do ali always says my wife ali always says i got four kids yeah yeah single mom of four kids poor poor woman <laughs> man uh, all right okay, um hit me what's next for buck real estate domination uh uh 300, 300 agents by agents the end of 2022 of baby that's it 27.2 Actually, 30, 30 a agents month. a month starting in March. That's it. So you actually have a few days that you can strategize, you know, put exactly. some data together. Okay. How I can people it. find you? Instagram, man. All day. I'm, it's the easiest platform to reach, I send reach, videos, right? audio. You know, I meet people every – so my goal in, uh, in 2022 is five new people that I don't know on Instagram every day. I love it. And I've been doing it. I've been oh. doing it. I'm meeting neighbors that were using hashtags in our – Optima Apartments, you know, like I'm, yeah. I'm meeting people everywhere. Which Optima? Uh, We're in Kierland. Yeah, Scottsdale. Uh, is that by the uh, uh, Mastro's? It's right by Mastro's, right across from you the can... private airport. You know where the private airstrip is for Scottsdale? No. It's Mastro's, same spot. It's right across the street. Where the Scottsdale Mall is? No, you're thinking. Oh, okay, see, that's Mastro's. No, the private. That's City Hall. There's another Mastro's. Okay, gotcha. Down down there. It's, yep. uh, what do they call it? Uh, Scott, C- quarter, the quarter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crossing oh. With all the greenery outside. That's up north, right? Yeah, North yeah, Scottsdale. Yeah, yeah North right. Scottsdale. Yeah, I know where that's at. That's yeah. a beautiful spot. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's gorgeous. Yeah, and we did that because we we had condos everywhere. We were moving yeah. around so much. So we're, we're probably in the move out of a condo. Plus your... Um, the office that you were at was, right, was there. right there. Yeah, we're thinking about an Airbnb strategy. We might pull out of the condo and just go Airbnb since we're traveling around the country. Yeah, you know, that's actually yeah, that would probably be a good thing. It'd be wild. It'd be Save different. you some time. Yeah, family will think we're crazy. Well, right now you're in grassroots uh, mood. You know, that's right. this you you got to start. You go plant your seeds. You that's know what it, I mean? Man. All right. I feel um, like I owe you for this session. No, I feel like I owe you. Uh, 
a therapy fee or something. You really, this has been inspirational for really? me. Really? I appreciate you, man. Maybe one day you just buy me lunch. <laughs> okay. Right? Yeah. Or invest in your fund. Or invest in my fund. Ah, don't worry about that. Go. I got We got plenty of money. We just raised $50 million, by the way. Thank man. you. Uh, was it Monday? I think it was Monday, yeah. So that was a big thing for, for our company, you know? Love it. But uh, aside from that, brother, I just want to say thank you so much for being here today, and I had a great time, man. Thank you, dude. Me too. Thank I you. appreciate it, man. Thank you. All right, guys. Well, that's Mr. Buck Wise. You can uh, reach out to him with anything that you may need, any questions that you have for him about Buck. That's it. That's about it. Buck on Instagram. That's so. IG. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in today. We will catch you on the next episode. God bless.